You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. We're, we're asking God to build His church. We're not saying, hey, pastor, hey, leader, hey, person coming in on Sunday morning, build the church. No, we're saying, God, build your church. We're available and we're willing. And that's that that's so profound because it's the Holy Spirit that birthed the first church and it's still the Holy Spirit that's sustaining the church. So we yield fully to God. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We are kicking off a new series called Devoted, and I'm joined by two special guests and friends. First, we have Worship Pastor Ben Kioski with us. Ben, thanks for being here. What to do, my brother. And we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Avaroa. Jose, thanks for being here. Good to be here. Okay, so Jose, you had a great message this past Sunday, but we kicked off a new series called Devoted. So I'd love to start there. Uh, I love that word. And just even you kind of used some synonyms early on, just about determined, steadfast, loyal, but there really is so much to unpack. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts, not only in picking that word for the series, but just how that even ties into what we're going to be talking about uh, just this morning. Yeah, last week, um, I knew that we were going to start this new series on Acts 2, 42 through 47. And first I... Uh, thought the word or the title of the church would be cool because it's what the church is. It's uh, we're not the first century church, but because of the first century church, we exist. And so I was talking to uh, the team on Monday, and that word devoted came up in our team meeting last Monday, if you guys remember. And then it came up again in my conversation with Pauline as we were talking about communication stuff. And that's when it clicked. That's what we're going to call this series devoted because. It's a word that I think is really rare and something that we need to remember. And if we are devoted, then there's so much that comes from that naturally. Uh, so humility and, and passion and all of that stuff comes as we devote ourselves to the Lord and the things he, he wants us to be a part of, which are Grow, Gather, Give, Go, which yes. is the series. Yes, and we'll dive into each of those or just the the main one on Gather uh, just in a minute. But yeah, Jose, you said something. I wrote down this quote that you said. is just that the series, the hope is that it's going to teach us to be devoted to the things that God says matter most. And then you followed up by saying that when we are devoted in these things, we will excel in life as followers of Jesus. And all based on, like you said, that Acts 2 passage. So I'd love to kind of hear from both of y'all just thoughts before we even get started on this concept of devoted. Uh, you have both seen church and a body believers that you've seen probably people that are very devoted and then some people that are not. And maybe even yourself, you've wrestled mm-hmm. with at times wanting to, you know, feeling devoted and all out. And then sometimes maybe not. So I'd love for to hear both of y'all's kind of personal experience just with that term to kick things off with as far as devotion. Yeah, I can tell you, I did not, I shared this yesterday in the message. I didn't want to be devoted to the church uh, at the beginning. I had all of these preconceived notions and inexperience also of, um, in my mind, the church being hypocritical and uh, more institutional than relational. And uh, it was being devoted to Jesus and the word of God when I surrendered my life and realized I, it's not only about making Jesus Savior, but it's also about making him Lord. So now I am called to be devoted to the things that he says I need to be doing. And gathering was one of those. So I recognize in my story that devotion has allowed me to continue to grow in my walk with the Lord and at the same time be a, a vessel for him to use to bless other people. So it's not only about me, it's it's about others. And that's what these last ones, there's gather, grow, and then give, go, which really are external. They don't have to do with us. So I've seen um, that change, uh, the Holy Spirit do that change in me where I went from 
not really devoted to, I hope I consider myself a devoted follower of, Je- of Jesus now. Uh, for me, um, I've been devoted to the church for a while uh, since I was a kid. And um, uh, I always r- remember being devoted to, to, to the church, but not always fully understanding why. But as I grew in learning the scripture and knowing those things myself, rather than just, you know, what my parents had put me put in front of me, um, you know, I learned that, that, then this is, this is kind of a hard statement, I think in this day and age, but being devoted to Christ first, being devoted to Jesus is in fact necessarily being devoted to the church as well. And I've realized that, that, and in realizing that, you you can you can see that um, through the lens of our own depravity and our own need for Jesus, you see that when the church doesn't do everything perfectly, you're still devoted to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another way to say it is, you know, you you have somebody who's your best friend in the world, and he marries he marries somebody where you, that's that's him too, you know, and you're devoted to both of those people, and maybe that spouse is not your favorite at, at the beginning, but you, you know, you have to look over those things in order to be devoted in that relationship. And it's, it's, it's the same, it's the same with Christ because we're all works in progress. So being devoted to the church to me, you know, mean, means that steadfast commitment, that commitment that doesn't, that doesn't waver because somebody did something stupid. You know, I did something stupid. I mean, I, I think about my own life and my own leadership in the church over the years. You know, I've I've done things that have hurt people, and I do the best that I can to 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 to, to police and monitor those things and reconcile those things. Um, and so, I don't know. Devotion, devotion to me to the church means taking it all as it comes, as the Lord as the Lord does what He's going to do with the church. Understanding that it's not it's not the individual. You're devoted. We're devoted to Christ and His bride, the church. You know. Yeah, and uh, I love how you talked about we are the wife of Christ, yeah, or the bride of Christ as the church, and that's something that is not very popular uh, or even easy to understand necessarily. Yeah. But Scripture repeatedly says so um, that we are the bride of Christ. In fact, that's how we husbands are called to love our wives as uh, Christ loved the church. We read that in Ephesians 5. But um, that is a really good reason to be devoted. And also we have this example of the first church that was devoted from the from the very get-go, devoted to one another, devoted to the things that, that God said, hey, focus, focus on these things. So we have their example. Yeah. Um, these are these are people like us that are imperfect that are choosing to be devoted to God. And I think also you pointed out uh, when you were teaching yesterday, uh, Jose, that that these people were not professional Christians. They were the this was the first church, so they were all kind of rabble rousing wackadoos up yeah. in that yeah. business doing whatever. You know what I mean? And who knows what was going on? And uh, and and I think that's a profound insight that we need to remember that the church started with a bunch of goofballs that had no idea what was going on. I mean, maybe they weren't goofballs. I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? But people who were just people, they hadn't been doing church. Right. They hadn't been, yeah. they, they weren't professional religious they people. Religious elite. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it was the exact opposite of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good. And I promise we'll get to uh, the points on Gather, but I want to also just hit on this. Uh, there was a really neat moment at the end of both gatherings just about the, as y'all played introed and then played Build Your Church. And so I'd love for both of y'all just to speak to that just a little bit about the significance of the song and the lyrics and even more so just the theme because I think it ties into what both of y'all are just talking about as far as just uh, being a part of wanting to build up the church instead of tearing it down. So much that came to my mind, Ben, we haven't even talked about this much. I just sent Ben a text after the, the gathering said, hey, man, <laughs> I love doing this with you. This yeah. is so good. Uh, but build your church. So we're, we're asking God to build his church. We're not saying, right. hey, pastor, hey, leader, hey, person coming in on Sunday morning, build the church. No, we're saying, God, build your church. We're available and we're willing. And that's that that's so profound because it's the Holy Spirit that birthed the first church and it's still the Holy Spirit that's sustaining the church. So we yield fully to God. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, worshiping with Ben has always been one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I just get to do it less now. Um, and so yesterday presented a good a good uh, opportunity since he didn't have a keyboard player. And he sent me a text. He goes, hey, what do you think about playing that song? And I said, man, this will, this will be fun. And it was because yeah. that song has a lot of power. And even, you know, just that picture of us playing different instruments and, and being a part of church on Sunday morning um, is a good example of, of how we all play a part. We'll get into that further down the series. I feel like there's a lot yesterday, but that's a powerful song. Bottom line, the Holy Spirit, it's Jesus who is leading the church, not anybody else. Yeah. And I'll try to not go uh, worship music nerd on you, but <laughs> like, I, I just, in, in that song first, I liked that it. It's filled with truth, the truth of the scripture, yeah. you know, that, the, that the, uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And that man, it's, it's just a reminder as we sing it, we've read it. Most people who have been Christians for a while have read it. New believers may not have read that yet. But to repeat that in a, in a chorus is a reminder that, man, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, and, but the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Uh, and, and also the juxtaposition in the chorus of that song uh, where it says, first, it's your church. You know, the reminder that it's your church. And then the tagline at the end is, we're your church, right? Mm -hmm. And I generally do not personally appreciate songs that are overly repetitive, right? (laughs) It makes me want to leave, you know? But, you know, that song is just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. But, man, I think that, that, that point... If we would, if we would turn our minds onto it and let that come into our spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit, that first it's your church. The church belongs to God. The church belongs to Jesus. The, he has bought the church. It's His. And then also in that, that 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 which belongs to Him is us. Mm-hmm. We belong to Him. We're every, we're the church. Everyone. Every not, not everyone. just us yeah. in this room. That's right. Yeah. Of course. Every yeah. person is welcome to the family of believers. That's exactly Invitation right. is open. Yeah. And that 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 juxtaposition of 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 statements, I don't think is 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 um just somebody trying to get a different line in, in a repetitive song. Yeah. You know, I think it's uh very poignant as it were. So yeah, that's, that's what I think. so good. It was so cool hearing both of y'all's hearts just from the stage during that during that song and that moment. But let's dive in here to gather. We're going to focus on gathering in. And Jose, you kind of had three points. So we're going to hit each one here. Think about, talk about 
how to practically apply some of these. So the first one here is we want to gather authentically, we want to be devoted to gathering authentically and being real. And um, yeah, there's a lot that we could hit here. I just came to mind just the idea of when you're testing if something's genuine, there's usually some sort of like, whether it's a metal or an object, I don't know. I don't actually know that much about it, but there's like a test that goes to involve whether it's something as, as genuine and real. So I think about in my own heart, and I'd love to hear in y'all's hearts, having done ministry, been in relationship with people, gathered for a long time now, how do you kind of test your own heart to make sure that you are showing up authentically? And maybe what are some questions you ask yourself or maybe some things that you catch in yourself yeah. that can prevent you from being you know, disingenuine or fake that's, or posing. That's a good, that's a good picture of the testing. I think of an art uh, piece and how you test its authenticity. You know, there's all these people that sell art pieces that are fakes yeah, and yeah. they have to undergo thorough testing and examination. I think it's a lot simpler for us as humans. We normally have a pretty good gauge whether someone's being real or not. And it is hard to make church when you gather that many people in one place, when you are a large, the larger you get, the harder it is to be open and safe. That's why we have community groups. Uh, but to, to your question, I have to keep my authenticity in check because I can, sure, I can gauge whether somebody may not be being fully authentic or real with me, but my biggest challenge is I need to stay authentic and real all the time, even when others aren't, and even when I don't want to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so uh, that self-awareness and that sense of understanding that that's the type of devotion that God requires of us. He doesn't want us to have it all figured out. He doesn't want us to have all the answers quite uh, the contrary. He just wants us to come humbly and ready to seek growth and understanding, which he gives us through his word and when we gather. I think any time that, that me or anybody else has some sort of assumption that we have the whole story and that we elevate ourselves uh, over others in knowledge or action or whatever, um, I think that's where the inauthenticity creeps in and it's kind of easy to find, in my opinion. Um, for me, uh, the way I keep myself in check uh, in trying to be authentic or I don't really have to try that much anymore. I just have to tell myself, never pretend, mm -hmm. never pretend. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just not, it's it, people see through it, you know, and, and it's usually the people closest to you, but mm -hmm. just never pretend. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me or seen me like on a Sunday and I'm just like, I'm just not, uh, I'm not really there this Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling it as, as the vernacular goes. Uh, but you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm here authentically showing up and I'm, I, I worship, you know, and whatever happens happens. And so. And that God chooses to use us despite our feelings, despite yeah. our mood, you know, how we, when we're devoted yeah. to him and we're being authentic. I think that's the beauty of the end point is that he still blesses and he still uses us. Um, sometimes even more so than we, when, when we think, okay, we're going to do A, B and C to get yeah. D, you know, and then we get to C, we're like, why isn't D happening? Mm -hmm. Well, that's because it's just not, 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 uh, not up to you to make that happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good. This may be way too practical, but I think for me, when I try to answer this question, I think about what are the things that I lie about or what are the things that I'm at least tempted to lie about? And so it's usually just very small things. It can yeah. be kind of insecurities that I have when I'm in a group setting or something. But when I stop and like think about that and I'm like, that's just, that's not, that's not being genuine. That's not, I'm trying to put on a mask, put on a face. And so even if it's simply just someone asking, how are you? And then I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. You know, like, but, but just even thinking about what are the things that I try to escape from or just kind of deflect instead of being genuine and real when it comes to being with, with believers on that and authentic. And okay, so now we got number two here, which is consistently to be devoted together. We should be consistent and show up here. We kind of even just were tying a lot of these tie in together, but we just talked about that as far as even when you don't feel like it. Um, but maybe what are some ways that, yeah, I don't want to say y'all kind of reorient your heart because that's ultimately what the Holy Spirit does as far as rewiring. But maybe what are some things that people would miss out on or maybe that you've missed out on by not being consistent when it came to the church because i think about consistency there's so much there whether it's like god god's big on covenants right so he like gave a covenant to his people and that meant that no matter what like he was going to be there in the same way even with marriage like there's this concept that like in the whether you're feeling it one day or you're not there's like this covenant there and commitment and so in part of that is there's so much that you experience that you wouldn't if it was just you know, you were out at a split second, you didn't feel like it. So what are maybe some ways that you have been able to personally experience some of the fruit of consistency when it comes to serving, serving God's church? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, that's a hard question for me to answer. And the reason being is because I'm naturally personality wise, uh, sort of a consistent person. Like, you know, I'm kind of, you know, you know, just like in the zone in the, and, and I kind of do the thing. Right. And, and that's, um, it's actually pretty easy for me. So it's kind of, that's kind of a hard question for me to answer, you know, because Ben's always around, yeah. <laughs> you, you turn the corner there. I mean, that, Ben's I, right there. I'm just standing there. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what are you doing here, man? It's like, I don't know. 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, but uh, yeah, so as, as far as that goes, because I haven't really struggled with that so much, but definitely have seen the fruit of that consistency because, you know, when I'm tempted to just cruise or when I'm tempted to, uh, you know, just take take some part of my life that's that's problematic and just push it to the side, if, 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 if I'm consistent in, in being present and being around the fellowship of believers and being around those who are close to me, if I'm consistent, I can't, I can't hide. Yeah. You know, I can't hide. And that's good for all of us, no matter how big or little the thing might be. Mm -hmm. Man, it's so important not to hide because that's how you get messed up. That's how we all get messed up. We yeah. try to hide, yeah. in my opinion. And so for me, I've definitely seen the fruit of that consistency because I'm always around, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always around and uh, might just show up to your meeting randomly. I don't know. I might just, I might be there. Um, but he wasn't uh, even invited here, but yeah. he just showed, I'm just kidding. Yeah. We don't want him here. Um, but uh, yeah, that consistency has definitely produced that sort of fruit in my life. Cause you can't, it keeps your list short, I guess, as far as sin and out of whackness. I like that you tied consistently with, authentically because they do go together. The more consistent you are, the more challenged you are to yeah. stay consistent, uh, to stay authentic. Uh, it's hard to be consistent and uh, hide. Yeah. So that, that's a really good correlation. And um, thinking about that Hebrews 10 passage that says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. I think yeah. that's the, the, the piece that we miss out on. We miss 
being a part of that stirring up others, but also the others when we're absent, we don't have others that are stirring up uh, us up towards love and good works. They're, we're, we're in the world and the world's wanting to stir us up towards all sorts of things that are not love and good works. And that's what I've missed out. I think about my upbringing and I've had a conversation with my parents, the difference between how I'm bringing up my kids to whether my parents are bringing, brought us up. They did what they knew. It wasn't a matter of not wanting. Uh, they didn't have a body of believers that were uh, uh, living out their faith. And so I, I missed out on a lot. I don't want my kids to miss out on that. Now, though, you know, parenting is a lot of stuff, but I love how you mentioned marriage too, because I can be married to Taylor and still miss out if I'm not emotionally present with her, if I'm not asking her questions, how she's doing, how she's feeling, uh, and, and likewise, same way. So we can be a part of the church and miss out um, if we just attend and, and don't engage, if we just show up and then don't actually uh, consistently give of ourselves and share with others what really is going on. And I think that's what the goal here is. Yeah, and it's really easy also not 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 to make it a not to take a sharp turn, but <laughs> it's really easy for for men to do to show up to church because their wife wants them to come or because of whatever, because you know, if you're in college, you think that's where the girls might be. And you just, you know, you show up and you you're totally disconnected. It's a huge temptation for for men to do that, you know. Uh and I don't know if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you're in that place, man, turn around because it's, uh, it's, it's, it's causing separation and, uh, I don't want to be separate. I want to be engaged. I don't want to be separate from my relationships with my family. I don't want to be separate from my relationship with God or the people around me. I want to be present. I want to be engaged. Um, and, uh, yeah, perk up a little bit, you know, we need to listen and pay attention to what's going on. That's good. That's really good. It's a good word and perfect segue into the third point here about the presence matters and just that we to to devote, to be together devotedly. It looks like doing that knowingly. So Jose, I'd love for you to unpack that a little bit as yeah, far as just that term nuanced. and then how we can practically apply that this week. Yeah. When we know that there is a purpose larger than ourselves, when the Holy Spirit truly is using us for his purposes and for the glory of God, it's humbling. And it helps me play my part. It helps me gather, show up. I shared yesterday openly. I I, I think we all have, maybe not, maybe Ben, you, you haven't on, on community group day when you're like, oh, I just, I'm just tired. I, I want to do other things. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a really common uh, feeling. The other, the other thing I want to do is nap. <laughs> I want to do. Our community group is on Sundays. <laughs> So that's, that's, those are distractions that are out there. Yeah. It is the enemy. I mean, the enemy uses sure. distractions and he wants to deceive us that, that nothing good's going to come out or that it's going to be this lull or, but, but when we actually get together, that's where this knowing uh, comes up. The Holy Spirit moves. So there's that. I didn't use that scripture on purpose yesterday. Matthew 18, where three or two or three or more gathered, uh, you know, there God is. That that the context of that verse is actual co confrontation. So when two or three agree, mm -hmm. there I am. So move forward with that with that decision, not necessarily quorum for the Holy Spirit in worship is my point. But there is power when we gather, mm -hmm. when we gather in numbers. That's why worship is so powerful on Sunday mornings, and and why why uh, when we fall under the God of the scriptures, it is 
powerful for us to receive and 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 then respond to that. So uh, that knowing uh, is, in my opinion, and again, why why I use the example of Peter, uh, is what changed Peter from denier when he was alone to now proclaimer of the gospel and the leader of the very first church. It was the Holy Spirit inside of Peter, the same Holy Spirit that uh, is alive in us and through us when we gather. Yes, I agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, presence, uh, being present ourselves and then being in the presence of, of God in a collective setting, whether it be community group or at worship um, on Sundays, it, it writes our minds and it writes our, our, um, our intentions. And also when we, when we purpose in our hearts to allow the spirit of God to work and be present, mm-hmm. then we have less time to look around. I'm not looking at yeah. Jose. I'm not looking at Taylor. I'm not trying to, figure out what that person over there with their kid acting like an idiot is doing. I'm not trying to worry about that. Instead, I'm focused on me and God's relationship and receiving those things and also giving back to God what he's owed, which is my devotions. Yeah, that's that's so good. Okay, so we got three weeks left as we continue this series about grow, give, and go. Jose, I'd love to give you the final word as you kind of preview maybe what's next for next week. Yeah, we're going to look at grow, how we grow up in our faith, in our walk with Jesus, how we grow our vertical relationship with Him. It's going to be fun. Thanks, guys, for the awesome conversation today. I really enjoyed it. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us, conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.